Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Wood Perspective. I'm your host, Kelsey Wood. Guys, I literally just sat down to record, and I was, like, moving around, and, <laughs> like, you know when sometimes, like, your wired bras, like, if you, like, move your arm, it'll, like, squeak? It was doing that over and over, and I was like, ew, what if the, like, audio can pick that up? So I just, like, had to take my bra off before I recorded. So, fun fact, I am now braless. All right. I need to ask you guys something. Why on earth is it so freaking embarrassing to tell people that you have a podcast? <laughs> I've heard a few fellow podcasters say this on their podcast and I never understood it until I had a podcast of my own. It's literally so embarrassing to try to promote your podcast and I have no idea why. If someone asks me what my podcast is about... I would literally rather die than tell them, especially because my podcast doesn't have like a overall theme. Like most podcasts are like crime and conspiracy or like dating stuff or like marriage advice. Like mine's just literally random. It's whatever I'm feeling that week. And so it's really hard to explain to people what my podcast is about. And for some reason, it's like the most embarrassing thing in the world to admit that I have a podcast. It's kind of like I'm saying like I think I'm cool and interesting enough <laughs> to have a podcast and I think that's why it's embarrassing because like the people that have podcasts in my mind like I'm like oh wow you have a lot to share about your life and I don't feel that way about myself like I think I'm kind of an amateur when it comes to this but like other people that I listen to I'm like oh wow you have a lot to share about your life your life is so interesting like it's so fun listening to you and so when I tell people that I have a podcast it makes it seem like I'm like oh, I'm super interesting. <laughs> you should listen to me. <laughs> I don't know. It's just something about it that rubs me the wrong way. I'm obviously proud of the podcast, so it's not like I'm embarrassed because I'm like disappointed with how it's been going. I'm proud of it. I, I just don't understand why it's so embarrassing. But um, I literally just dropped off Maple to go get her space surgery done. And it was so sad. She was so sad when she realized that I was leaving. Um, she tried to chase me outside the door <laughs> so that she could come back with me, which was really sad. Um, she's the worst when it comes to going to the vet. And I had to do it by myself today because Jordan had to work. And she just like, whenever she sees another dog, she's just doing her yappy little bark. And I just like, can't stand it. But <laughs> she is now dropped off. She's safe. She's probably getting put under right now, which is sad, but she'll be fine. Um, but I think we finally proved that Ollie loves her because she had to fast for her surgery today. And so I didn't feed them this morning and I had Jordan wait. Um, I usually feed them at like 7 a.m. and drop off was at 8. So I only had to have Jordan wait like an extra 30 minutes to feed Ollie. But I had him wait until I left with Maple to feed him so that she wouldn't get FOMO. Um, and when I came home, he hadn't even touched his food and he usually gobbles his food. Um, he hadn't even touched his bowl. Jordan said that he didn't even come upstairs from downstairs because like we have their food actually upstairs in our loft area. That's where they eat their breakfast and dinner. But he just stayed downstairs and was like waiting for me to come home with Maple. And when I got home without her, he was so confused. He finally ate his food when I got home. So maybe he just missed me. But I'm convinced that he loves her. So I think... They are pals for life now. Okay. Well, obviously I didn't do an episode last week, guys, and I'm sorry, but I just, 
honestly, I, I still don't feel ready to do an episode this week, but I pushed through it. I struggle when things like are happening out in the world that I feel super passionate about because I obviously want to talk about those things on the podcast, but at the same time, I try to keep the podcast very uplifting, very fun, very just like funny to listen to and bright. And I just, things like this just bring it down, but it's just the world we live in. And I also feel kind of like a fraud if I'm not speaking out on how I feel about things when I'm really passionate about it. So I toyed back and forth if I was going to share any thoughts on this podcast and I decided I'm just going to keep it brief. I want to explain my main thoughts about it. I'm not going to go in too much detail, but I do want to put out a trigger warning because I am going to be talking about some hard topics. Um, And if you don't care, maybe just skip forward into the podcast like five or so minutes. (laughs) I doubt my rant will go on more than that. I'll try to keep it brief. Um, But if you don't care to hear it, that's totally fine. I will not be offended. But just a heads up, that's where I'm going for the next few minutes. (laughs) So obviously, if you follow me on Instagram, you probably know that I am 100% pro-choice when it comes to a woman's right to receive an abortion if she wishes for one. So when the ruling came out about Roe v. Wade getting overturned, I was heartbroken for the women that this is going to affect. I have never had an abortion. Um, Luckily, I have never needed one. I would probably never get an abortion as well um, unless it was medically necessary. I do think that there is a time and a place for abortions. I personally don't think that they should happen after a certain like threshold in your pregnancy. I think six weeks is absurdly early to like not allow abortions after six weeks. Most women don't even know they're pregnant by six weeks. I don't understand that threshold. However, just because I would never get one, I still think that the choice should be open to women to get one if they need one, especially if it's a medical issue. And I know that there are people out there, I had a few that responded to my stories the last week, saying that there are still exceptions in some states. But the problem is, what if you don't live in a state that has those exceptions? I understand that if I ever needed one, I fortunately have the ability to travel to a state that does not have like a abortion ban. But not everyone has that right, guys. Not everyone has the ability. Not everyone has the money to travel. Not everyone can take time off of work. Not everyone can, like, pick up and leave. It's not something that everyone has the means to do. And if you are never going to get an abortion, that's fine. Like, I am so happy for you if you want that child, even if it wasn't planned and you decide you want the child, I am so happy for you. That is amazing. But it reminds me of when, (laughs) this is a weird turn to say, but it reminds me of when my super conservative neighborhood wanted a Walmart to be built. People were freaking out because this Walmart was going to be open on Sundays. People were freaking out because this Walmart was going to sell alcohol. Just because a store is open on Sundays, that doesn't mean that you have to go to the store on Sunday. I don't know if you knew that. And just because a store sells alcohol, you are not being forced to buy the alcohol. 
I don't know if you knew that either. So just because something is available doesn't mean that you have to participate in it. But no one should be forced to participate in anything, especially not the pain of childbirth if they don't want to. And I'm sick of everyone acting like women are out here spreading our legs to anyone that will take it and then going and getting abortion after abortion as their form of birth control. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but that does not happen. There are probably a very few select amounts of people that that has happened before. If you know anyone who has had an abortion, and I guarantee that all of us know at least one person, whether we know it or not, you could ask them, and I'm sure that they could tell you that it is a seriously emotional decision that they have to make, and I'm sure they didn't make it lightly. It is an agonizing situation to be in, especially if it was the product of incest or rape, and not all states have exceptions to those. So even if a woman was raped, they don't care. And what is even crazier, even if you live in a state where rape is an exception, you can only get an abortion if you reported it to the police. Do you know how many rapes get reported to the police versus how many rapes actually happen? I can tell you that the percentage is very low. I don't know, guys. I just, I am getting heated (laughs) just talking about it, but I am just sick of men making decisions that they know nothing about. Men who have never experienced pregnancy. Men who will never experience pregnancy. And they just think that we should be forced to go through that no matter what because we made the decision to have sex. We made the decision to do it. Even though it's a two-party thing. Like, literally a baby cannot happen without a man. So, why is there nothing happening to men? It's because this is all about control of women. And I know that you guys don't want to hear that, but it is. It's literally all about control. They don't care about us. They don't care about what we're doing to better our lives. If we want to have a career, they don't care. They just want us to pop out children and be home and take care of them. And I'm over it. We are so past that part in history. And I'm sad that we are regressing so much. I'm scared for those people that are going to have this affect them. I I wish there was more that I could do to help because everyone's telling us to vote. When was the last time that we were able to re- vote for Supreme Court justices? Because they were the ones that made this decision. Even if we vote, nothing will happen. It's I hate the two-party system. Yes, I identify more on the left of things, but... Democrats are little babies. They are scared to do anything. Republicans, I'm not even going to say what I think about Republicans, (laughs) but Democrats are little babies and they're scared to do anything because they just, they just are. And unfortunately, I have to pick one of the two because you know that no one else will ever win a presidency. And it's been shown that even though the Democrats are in power, the Republicans are still running things. So it's never going to get fixed. I have zero hope for the future. I hate how America is ran. I want to get out of this country so bad, but it's just not an easy thing to do. And I would miss my family and I would miss my friends. But it's impossible to live here as a woman. And I'm scared that it's going to get even worse, guys. So that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to get any deeper on the topic. If you want to talk to me about it, feel free to DM me. But girls, just know that I am a safe place. 
Yes, I live in a red state. Yes, I live in a place where there is an abortion ban in place. But if you come to me asking for help because you're in a situation, I will message every single one of my friends, every single one of my family members that is that live in a blue state, and I will get you protection. I will get you help. I will try to help however I can. I just, I want to be there for everyone that's going through something like this. And if that's all I can do, that's all I can do. But I just, I really want to be there for people. Um, so if you ever need someone to talk to, a shoulder to cry on, or even just someone to vent, just know that I am always open to hearing what's going on. I am a safe place and I am a friend to all. <laughs> and I know that a lot of you that listen to this won't agree and that's completely fine. You are within that right. Um, some of you will agree and that's awesome. I am happy for that. Um, and I'm sorry if you don't listen to this podcast to hear this kind of stuff. I didn't think I would put this kind of stuff on the podcast when I started it, but I am just at a point where I can't just stay quiet. And fortunately, I still have the right to talk about how I feel on my own podcast. But who knows? Maybe that'll be the next right they take away from me. <laughs> All right, moving on. We are officially out of the sad topic. Um... And we are just going to talk about women. I think all of us can agree that women are bad asses. Women are beautiful. I have so many girl crushes. <laughs> I swear, there's this girl on TikTok and Jordan knows that I love her. A lot of my friends know that I love her because I send them her TikToks too. She makes me question my sexuality every day. <laughs> she does these transitions on TikTok that are just like 100% thirst traps, thirst traps. Um, but I love her so much. So, you know, I just love women. I think women are beautiful. All shapes and sizes of women are beautiful. All skin colors are beautiful. I love women. So we are going to talk about them. And if you think about it, women are literally superheroes. Like if we wanted to, we could band together and decide that we are never going to repopulate the earth. <laughs> and we have that ability, guys. No one else, no man has that power. They literally need a woman to plant their little gross seed. And if we just all refused, we could literally stop populating the entire world if we wanted to. Obviously, that will never happen. But the fact that we hold that power makes me happy. Um, women are just amazing. The things that women go through, especially people who have had babies, like moms, I think are the most, the toughest people out there. I have so much respect for moms. I hope to be a mom one day, but seriously, moms are just like incredible. Like you just like built a baby. <laughs> you grew a baby, you pushed it out of your tiny little hole <laughs> Oh man, this episode is getting away from me. Um, but seriously, and then you feed that baby and like literally from your body, you feed that baby, you take care of it. You also work like some moms work. Moms usually take care of the cleaning and cooking. I mean, obviously not all moms do that, but moms just are the best and women are the best in general. So um, I just wanted to highlight some women that I love. So here we go. Starting at the top of my list, Michelle freaking Obama. Um, <laughs> she 
I cannot think of a single first lady that has been more influential than her. And I don't even know that much about her, honestly. I just know that she is an amazing woman. She's a good mom. She puts her time and money into good organizations. And I did a little research on her and I've also read her book. Um, she wrote a book called Becoming and it's kind of like a memoir about her life and like how she, like it talks about her roots and how she found her voice and like as well as her time in the White House and her public health campaigns and her role as a mom. Like if you haven't read her book, you definitely should. Something that I didn't know about her was that she went to Harvard Law School. I think a lot of people did know that, but I didn't for some reason. Um, both of the Obamas actually are attorneys, I believe. But she graduated from Harvard Law. Um, she, during her husband's presidency, she spent a lot of time volunteering at homeless shelters and soup kitchens. Um, she's an advocate for the LGBTQ plus community, which is awesome. She advocates for fitness and nutrition. Um, she is just like all around a good woman I think and she's beautiful have you ever seen her like Barack just like he got a good one you know something that I didn't know was that she joined a gifted program by sixth grade in school so she's a little smarty pants um she also attended a selected enrollment school in high school which was a three-hour commute from where she lived she lived in Southside Chicago um and she commuted three hours to go to that high school um she talks a lot about facing a lot of gender discrimination. Like, for example, instead of people asking her what she thinks about certain situations, she would ask if she knew how her brother felt about things. Like, things like that. They, she just kind of got the hint that people did not respect her opinion as a woman. And that kind of pushed her towards everything that she does today. Um, she's a super great mom. Like, her daughters are beautiful. And I feel like her and Brock are just like, a perfect couple. I love them. <laughs> but her father has multiple sclerosis um, or MS. So she had to deal with that at a young age. Um, she just dealt with a lot of adversity and she just like turned into a really good woman. And she puts her time and efforts into the right things, in my opinion. And she was always, like, a, a part of the presidency. I feel like a lot of first ladies hide behind their husbands. Um, like, freaking Donald Trump's wife. I I always forget if it's Melania or Ivanka. I know one of them's her, his daughter and one of them's the wife. I don't know which one is which. Because I feel like she didn't do anything. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the first ladies just, like, hide behind their husbands. And, but like Michelle Obama made her presence known when her husband was the president. And that's what I appreciated about her. She did not let him like overpower her, which was awesome. Um, next on my list is Simone Biles. She has the same birthday as me. So obviously she's cool. Um, I am two years older than her, but her birthday is March 14th. So we share the same birthday. Um, she also obviously has a shit ton of medals. She is the gymnast with the most world medals at 25. She has 25 world medals and the most world gold medals at 19. She has 19 gold world gold medals. Um, she's the first female gymnast since 1988, which is way before she was born, um, to win a medal on every single event in a single Olympic Games, which was in 2018, I believe. Um, what a lot of people don't know about her is that Simone was in and out of foster care as a kid. Um, I think her mom just like 
I don't know if her mom was into drugs or what, but her mom couldn't care for them. So they went in and out of foster care. And I think she eventually started living with her grandparents. Um, and she started getting into gymnastics at a super young age. I gained a lot of respect for her in this last Olympic Games where like she was having issues and it was because she like couldn't be on her medication or something. I don't remember what the cause was, but I remember she like spoke out about mental health and like just making sure that you're taking care of yourself in that way. And I just like really appreciated that. I think a lot of people don't um, want people to know that they struggle mentally when they're in the public eye. So I think that's super cool. Um, and she's also just like amazing at what she does. Obviously, she has so many gold medals, but she is just so fun to watch. Like the amount of energy that girl has and the amount of power she has, like she jumps so high. She is just like amazing. I did gymnastics as a kid, so I it's my favorite thing to watch in the Olympics. And she's just one of my favorites. I love her. Okay, next one on my list. Um, I didn't know who this was, but one of you guys submitted her. Um, so I don't have a ton about her, but I did read about her a little bit. Um, Mary Bowser or Mary Elizabeth Bowser. She was a former slave who operated as a spy for the union, um, while working on the household staff at the Confederate White House during the Civil War. How cool is that? A former slave turned spy. <laughs> that is so cool. I love that. Um, that's pretty much all I have about her, but I just wanted to say that because I've never heard of that. And that's like some badassery if I've never heard of it. If I've never, <laughs> I don't know how that saying goes. That's some badassery if I've ever seen it. Sure, we'll count that. Um, next on my list is Laverne Cox. Um, some of you may not know her, but she was in, she's mainly known for her role in Orange is the New Black. Um, she is a transgender woman and she plays a transgender woman in um, Orange is the New Black, which is really cool. Um, that was the first time that I've seen her. And what I didn't know was actually she has a twin brother and her twin brother actually played her in Orange is the New Black pre-transition, which was cool. I didn't know that. Um, but she plays a woman sent to prison for credit card fraud. Um, and it's really awesome because like, I feel like that was kind of like the first time I truly saw a transgender woman in a show and they portrayed it well like she you get to see kind of what happens to trans men and trans women in prison I think there was a whole thing about her she wasn't getting her hormones like she wasn't allowed to take her hormones and so like those pills had to be like smuggled in and so like she was regressing in her transition and it's just like things that you don't really think about that trans men and trans women have to go through um and you got to see that in the show which was really cool I think it like gave people who needed to see, I think it gave people like all of a sudden people are empathizing with a real trans person and for trans people out there who needed to see representations of people who are like them and who have experienced what they've experienced, that's like when it becomes really important and I think that that show did it really, really well. Um, once she was in that show, she kind of uses her platform now to speak on the rights of trans women and trans people in general. Um, she's been noted as like a trailblazer for the transgender community. Um, something super sad that I read about her, though, is that at the age of 11, so this was obviously pre-transition, um, so she was a young boy, and she started noticing that she had 
developed feelings for her male classmates. And she started being bullied for several years for not acting, quote, the way someone assigned male at birth was supposed to act. Um, And she literally got bullied so bad and, like, was afraid of what she was feeling that at age 11, she tried to commit suicide. I just, I can't even think about someone that young deciding to give up and thinking that there was no way out or that life wasn't going to get better. That literally makes me want to (laughs) cry. And um, obviously she is still alive and well and she's thriving now. But I just, that makes me sick to my stomach that she got to that point at such a young age. She is the first transgender person to be on the cover of Time magazine, um, to be nominated for a primetime Emmy, as well as the first transgender woman to win a daytime Emmy as an executive producer. Um, she was awarded an honorary doctorate from the school, the new school in New York City for her progressive work in the fight for gender equality. So not only is she a woman of color, she's a trans woman, and she speaks out for gender equality and she is an advocate for the LGBTQ plus community, which is amazing. All right, next on my list is Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez, I feel like was like a childhood star for me. Like I remember watching her in Wizards of Waverly Place. Um, I thought she was so cute. I wanted to dress like her. I loved her hairstyle. I just loved her. And then I kind of forgot about her for a few years. And then she came out with her Rare Beauty line. um, And I wanted to give that a shot. Guys, her makeup, the Rare Beauty line makeup is amazing. You guys should give it a shot if you're into makeup. Um, Definitely order some and try it. But um, what I didn't know about her was she was diagnosed with lupus sometime between 2012 and 2014. Um, She revealed on Instagram that she had withdrawn from public events during the previous few months because she had received a kidney transplant. Um, During the transplant, an artery broke and she had to have emergency surgery um, to build a new artery using a vein from her leg, (laughs) which is super crazy. Um, She's also been super open about her struggles with both anxiety and depression. Um, She began pursuing therapy in her early 20s and also spent a lot of time in treatment facilities. Um, She sort of freaked out when she got 100 million Instagram followers. Like she that kind of freaked her out. Um, And since she's taken several extended breaks from social media, Um, I don't blame her. (laughs) Um, In April of 2020, she revealed that she also has bipolar disorder. So she has a lot of stuff going on with her health, but she still finds things to do for other people. Like her brand, Rare Beauty, is really good. Um, They donate a lot to a lot of things and they just like uplift women. Her brand is really good for that. Um, She's just like recently or she's frequently known for raising awareness on mental health. Um, She's supported the LGBTQ plus community. Um, just a ton of stuff. She's she's really cool. I like her a lot. I think she um, does a lot of charity work. So she's just like all around a really good person. Um, if you haven't watched Only Murders in the Building, <laughs> it's like kind of a dumb show, but we like it. Um, we watched the first season. We just barely started the second season this weekend. Um, she's one of the main characters in there. And I just think like her wit and her humor is really funny. I enjoy watching her. All right, the next girl that I'm going to talk about is Alicia McCarville, and she's on TikTok. If you have not heard of her, look her up right now. She is hilarious. I just, like, aspire to be her someday. She's so funny. Um, 
But what I love about her is she is a plus size woman. She is married to a guy who is super, super fit. And you can imagine how her comment section is when she does a video with her and her husband. So many people comment that like she must have been skinny when they first got married because there's no way a guy like him would be married to her. And like they post videos at the gym where she's like dancing and twerking and he's like watching her because he thinks she's magnificent, which she is. Um, and people are like, this is why you're fat. Like you need to stop just dancing in the gym and actually work out like your husband. Like people are ruthless to her. Like I cannot stand it. Um, but I love her so much because she just like takes in all of the comments and she just like does not care. Like I'm sure it gets to her obviously like it would get to anyone but like she just handles it with such grace and like amazingness and she just like tells everyone to f off and it's the best thing and I love her so much for it I she also they also don't want kids which is like a huge controversy you know people do not like it when you say you don't want kids and so I mean she's a plus size woman dating a super fit guy who doesn't want kids people obviously think that there's something wrong with their relationship which is just so annoying to me but I love her so much definitely give her a follow her and her husband are super cute um the next person is Bella Lambert I love her I don't know why there is just something about her she is just a normal person who lives in Arizona um she has a really big following she started a multi-million dollar company at age 14. She started making jewelry and she was able to start a business and she was on like a bunch of news channels when she was younger because like no one had heard of a 14 year old starting a business that grew so fast. And so she's just like a little entrepreneur. Um, she met her husband, they got married and now they are trying to have kids. And unfortunately they're having a bunch of fertility issues she has low ovarian reserve, I think, um, which the way that she kind of described it was like her body's kind of going into menopause already and she's only like 25 um, or somewhere around that age. She's close to my age. I don't know the exact age, but and so they are actually they're like huge YouTubers and they're pretty wealthy. So they had the ability to because I guess they saw a lot of doctors in the U.S. and all of them basically told her that they can't help her. Like they just basically said like your hormones aren't at the right levels. We can't even do IVF, blah, blah, blah. Like they were just not able to help her. They got in touch with a doctor who is actually in Oman. Um, they thought it was Dubai, <laughs> but it, it's like close to Dubai. Um, but in Muscat, Oman is where this doctor is. And he has helped a ton of people with her same condition. And he was like, I need you to be on these supplements for three months and then we'll see where your levels are. And if your levels are good enough, we'll like get you over here and we'll do IVF over here. And so they're currently over there doing IVF. They had one failed round of IVF, but I guess it was kind of expected with their first one. Um, but her levels are exactly where they need to be. They're trying to get their help that they um, can get from this doctor. And just dealing with infertility has got to be one of the hardest things. Your body is literally refusing to do the one thing it is made to do. Like that's got to be so frustrating. And she, they're just handling it with grace and positivity. And 
they are just like making the best of it. They're traveling while they're over there um, and just like seeing a ton of sights and I don't know. I just love her. She's like a positive ray of sunshine. <laughs> I don't know. I just love her so much. Um, she, You should definitely give her a follow if you don't already. She's just very positive. They travel a lot, so it's fun to watch those. And they have a really cute dog named Banks. So that's always a reason to follow someone. <laughs> okay, guys, I know that was a pretty short list, but I just like, you know, it took a lot of courage for me to even record an episode this week when I'm still feeling just kind of eh about the world. <laughs> and so I'm just going to cut it short this week and just do a short episode. Um, I have this entire week off. Oh, I didn't do a forward thought. Who am I? That's my forward thought. Spoiler alert. I am off work this entire week. Um, so I don't have to go to work until July 11th, which is awesome. Um, I originally took Tuesday off and Wednesday off for Maple's surgery just because I wanted to be home and like focused on her. Obviously, I work from home, but I just needed to like have my full attention on her so I can make sure she doesn't bother her stitches. Um, and then we also have a tattoo appointment on Thursday. Both me and Jordan are getting tattoos on Thursday. So I ended up taking that day off. And then we had Monday off for the 4th. And so at that point, I was only working Friday. So I was like, ah, what the hell? I'll take Friday off too. <laughs> so now I have the whole entire week off, which is just awesome. So I am going to take some much needed time. I'm going to get a tattoo. I'm going to hang out at the pool. I'm going to read. I'm finally on the third book in the um, Akatar series. And guys, this one is even bigger. It's like 700 pages. It's so huge. I'm almost halfway done with it. Um, but yeah, I'm just taking a much needed staycation at home and I'm just going to chill with the pups and Jordan only has to work Tuesday morning and Wednesday morning. So he's off the rest of the week as well. So that'll be super nice. And we're just going to chillax, you know, just chill out, take some much needed time. And I am very excited. Again, I just want to say thank you for those of you who actually listened to my rant this morning. I'm very passionate about it. I... I really want to keep this podcast positive and upbeat, but there are just some things that I can't stay quiet about, and this is just one of those things. So I appreciate you allowing me to talk about it on this platform. If you don't want to listen to it, feel free to skip ahead. You won't hurt my feelings, but I am just so grateful that I can even talk about it, and so I just want to say thank you, and I appreciate each and every one of you that listen every single week. Um this has been an awesome opportunity for me to do this podcast. It's given me a good hobby to look forward to. So I just really appreciate it and I look forward to keeping it going. So I hope you all have a great week, a good weekend, and I will talk to you next week. Bye guys.